Hello and welcome to podcast number eight here on The Voice of the Arts with your host, yours truly, Joe Weber. We turned our attention last podcast, number seven, on the mythic American West, the outlaws, the sheriffs, Wyatt Earp, etc. Today we're going to turn our attention to 16th century Mantua and the rough customers back then and there primarily the Duke of Mantua and his cohorts, the courtesans. These guys were some bad actors, but they didn't break the law for one reason only. They were the law. The opera Rigoletto takes place in the court of the Duke of Mantua in 16th century Italy. The Duke and his courtiers are a rough bunch, Their favorite activity is gang rape, and since they are the law, there is no recourse for their victims. The opera opens at a festive party in which the Duke discusses with Borsa, one of the courtiers, his attraction to a girl of humble family whom he follows to church every day. He is unaware that the girl is Gilda, daughter of Rigoletto, the court jester. Borsa sings, Quanta beltà mirate, what beauty, look over there. The Duke replies that the fairest of all is Countess Ciprano. He sings the well-known aria, Questa o quella, this one or that one, in which he talks about his refusal to commit to one beauty or another. He says, I hate the tyrannous constancy of heart. We're barely three minutes into the opera, and the Duke, who has a wife, has already discussed two other women he would like to pursue. Il geloso furore 
aria ends and we hear a lovely little minuet. The Duke begins to romance Count Ciprano's wife. Partite crudele. What's going on? Leaving, gorgeous? I must follow my husband, she replies. He puts the heat on. Ma de luminoso in corte talastro qual sole brillare. Bright shining creature, you are like the sun itself in our dull court. Calmatevi, she replies. Calm down. Partite, crudele, seguire lo sposo, me forza ce ma luminoso in corte talastro qual sole brillare, per voi qui ciascuno La fiamma d'amore inebria conquire distrugge il mio cuore. La fiamma d'amore inebria conquire distrugge il mio cuore. He gives his arm to the countess, and out they go together. Count Ciprano, who has been observing their flirtation, is absolutely livid. His mood is not helped by Rigoletto sarcastically asking a penny for his thoughts and then launching into a narrative about the count's conquests. We'll hear more from Act One of Rigoletto a little later in the podcast. Stage directors have recast this great opera in modern times with mobsters and a Las Vegas setting rather than 16th century Italy. The productions have enjoyed great success in London and Houston as well as other opera houses. There is something operatic about many of our best mafia movies. And I've said to anyone who would stand still long enough for me to finish my sentence that had Puccini been born 15 years later than he had, he would have had a career writing music for film, much in the same way that Nino Rota built a career with Fellini and Francis Coppola's Godfather films.
think it over, the way your face looks, it really looks good. This doctor did some job. We'll talk into it, okay? Hey, 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 wait, hey, hey, leave him out here. We'll deal with them later. He's tired. He wants to clean up. All right, now, let me open the door, all right? Hello, Mike. Welcome to Las Vegas. Well, his idea, right? Yeah. Didn't you? Your brother, Freddie. It was Jay. Girls here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be right back. I'll be All right. Okay. You keep them occupied. Atta boy. Huh? Anything you want, kid. Anything. Huh? Who are the girls? That's for you to find out. Get rid of them, Fredo. Hey, my God. Fredo, I'm here on business. I leave tomorrow and I get rid of them. I'm tired. Get rid of the band, too. Hey, let's take off. Come on, take off. Let's go. Come on. Hey, that's it. Hey, Angelo. That's it. Quiet. Come on, let's go. Hey, come on. Graham! Come on, honey, let's go. Come on. I don't know, Johnny. I don't know what the hell's the matter with him. I'm sorry. It's all right. Sorry, Freddy. Come on, Angelo. I don't know. He's tired. He's hot. What happened to Mo Green? He said he had some business. He said, give him a call when the party started. We'll give him a call. Johnny, how are you? Hello, Mike. Nice to see you again. We're all proud of you. Thanks, Mike. Right, sit down, Johnny. I want to talk to you. The Don's proud of you, too, Johnny. Well, I uh, owe it all to him. Well, he knows how grateful you are. That's why he liked to ask a favor. Mike, what can I do? The Corleone family is thinking of giving up all its interest in the olive oil business, settling mm -hmm. out here. Mm -hmm. Now, Mo Green will sell us his share of the casino and the hotel so it can be completely owned by the family. Tom? Hey, Mike, are you sure about that? Mo loves the business. He never said nothing to me about selling. Yeah, well, I'll make him an offer he can't refuse. See, Johnny, see, we figure that entertainment will be a big factor in drawing gamblers at the casino. Now, we hope you'll sign a contract to appear five times a year. Perhaps uh, convince some of your friends in the movies to do the same. We're counting on you. Sure, Mike. I'll do anything for my godfather. You know that. Good. Hey, Mike. Hello, fellas. Everybody's here. Freddy, Tom. Good to see you, Mike. How are you, Mo? All right. You got everything you want? The chef cooked for you special. The dancers will kick your tongue out, and your credit is good. Draw chips for everybody in the room so they can play in the house. Yeah. My credit good enough to buy you out? <laughs> <laughs> buy me out. A casino. A hotel. The Corleone family wants to buy you out. The Corleone family wants to buy me out? No. I buy you out. You don't buy me out. Your casino loses money. Maybe we can do better. You think I'm skimming off the top, Mike? You're unlucky. <laughs> you goddamn guineas really make me laugh. I do you a favor and take Freddie in when you're having a bad time, and then you try to push me out. Wait a minute. You took Freddie in because the Corleone family bankrolled your casino because the Molinari family on the coast guaranteed his safety. Now, we're talking business. Let's talk business. Yeah, let's talk business, Mike. 
First of all, you're all done. The Coyote family don't even have that kind of muscle anymore. The Godfather is sick, right? You're getting chased out of New York by Bazzini and the other families. What do you think is going on here? You think you can come to my hotel and take over? I talked to Bazzini. I can make a deal with him and still keep my hotel. Is that why you slapped my brother around in public? Oh, no, that, that, that was nothing, Mike. Now, now, uh, uh, Mo didn't mean nothing by that. Sure, he flies off the handle once in a while, but, but Mo and me were good friends, right, Mo, huh? I got a business to run. I got to kick asses sometimes to make it run right. We had a little argument, Freddie and I, so I had to straighten him out. You straightened my brother out? He was banging cocktail waitresses two at a time. Players couldn't get a drink at the table. What's wrong with you? I leave for New York tomorrow. Think about a price. Do you know who I am? I'm Mo Green. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. Wait a minute, Mo. Mo, I get an idea. Tom? Tom, you're the conciliary. Now, you can talk to the Don, you can explain. Just a minute. Don is semi-retired, and Mike is in charge of the family business now. If you have anything to say, say it to Michael. Mike, you don't come to Las Vegas and talk to a man like Mo Green like that. Fredo, you're my older brother, and I love you. But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. Ever.
the very recognizable love theme from the movie The Godfather, composed by Nino Rota. Let's listen now to the waltz composed by Nino Rota that occurs in the very beginning of the film when Don Corleone dances with his daughter at her wedding. Rigoletto, the hunchback court jester in the court of the Duke of Mantua in the 16th century, is a tortured character. He serves to amuse the Duke and his courtiers, but he lives in fear that their violent, sexual, predatory ways will somehow invade his life away from the castle. He lives with his daughter, Gilda, whom he closely guards. In Act I of the opera, his acerbic tongue brings down the wrath of more than one nobleman. This segment begins with one of the courtiers, Marullo, shouting, Granduova, Granduova, great news, great news, Rigoletto has a mistress. That monster has a mistress, the other courtiers respond. They are mistakenly referring to his daughter, Gilda, whom he returns to every evening. As they contemplate his deformity, the Duke re-enters and peevishly complains about how Count Chaprano won't go away and allow the Duke to seduce his wife. 
Rigoletto enrages Count Ciprano, who is within earshot, by offering various ways that the Duke can get rid of him. La prigione, prison. Cecilia, exile him. Allora, allora la testa. Well then, off with his head. Sounds like they're having a wonderful time, but what's actually taken place is Count Ciprano, enraged by Rigoletto's making sport of him, has conspired with the other courtiers to kidnap and rape Rigoletto's daughter, whom they mistakenly think is his mistress. At this point, we hear Monterone enter with a phrase, Chio li parli, I shall be heard. Monterone's daughter has met the fate that Rigoletto fears for his own daughter. He curries favor with the duke by mocking Monterone, repeating the phrase, Chi li parli? Rigoletto then goes on to say, It is obvious madness for you to try to reclaim your daughter's honor at such a time. Monterone cries, I shall break down your orgies in the end. Then I shall hear your cries. I shall avenge the insulted and blemished honor of my house. Non più arrestatelo, cries the duke. Arrest him. Monterone turns to the duke and says, it is vile, Duke, to set the dogs on a dying lion. And then turning to Rigoletto, E tu serpente, as for you, serpent, 
you who can laugh at a father's anguish, a father's curse be on you. Si maladetto. The first act ends with Rigoletto in mortal terror and Monterone carried off to prison to later be executed. This is Rigoletto now speaking. Monterone responds.
Listen to the power of Monterone's curse at the end of Act One. Never may you forget that I cursed you. To unleash your bloodhounds against a dying lion is most contemptible. And you, serpent, he says to Rigoletto, he calls him a serpent, you who did mock a father's affliction. Once more I curse you. Maledetto, the curse. Folks, that's going to wrap up podcast number eight. Thanks for keeping me company. This is Joe Weber at the Voice of the Arts saying so long. Thank you.